despite the trillions of dollars that have been pumped into the system, the average person hasn't fared any better than where they were a couple years ago. So we need to understand that something is definitely fishy. We'll look at that. The first thing is the end result. All the money being printed, what has happened to people? Let me tell you, there is a growing number of individuals out there in the UK, in the US, in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so on, that cannot pay their bills. The second thing I want to talk about is real estate. Along with the prices rising for food and energy, real estate prices have gone berserk. I'm going to show you some statistics. And the third thing, is aluminum gone? Well, we'll look at that and all the nuances. So much to cover. Let's begin. Let's start right here. More than a third of Britons cannot afford to heat their home to a comfortable level. You heard that correctly. You can see this according to the poll. More than a third of Britons can afford to heat their home enough to be comfortably warm. So it's split up into different categories here, but you can see to a level where I'm warm, but not as much as I'd like, 28%. To a level where I'm still cold, but not as cold as before, 7%. It is unbelievable. 37%. This is heartbreaking in a sense. And this is why I keep harping on the fact that we need to be prepared in our own way. I know many people, subscribers, who have said, I'm getting the firewood and I'm doing this my own way. I am taking the initiative to do this in a way that I can manage. Other people have done fixed pricing with their energy. You know, There's different ways that you can do this, but we need to not just say, well, I'm going to hope that it goes down. The prices will decline and I'll be able to afford it again because it doesn't look like that's the case. You could see this. Two years in and shoppers are still hoarding. They call it hoarding. But anyway, bulk buying habit is expected to stick as people eat more at home. Supply remains uncertain and inflation rears up. Retailers and producers are shifting operations as a result. I think people should be buying in what they call bulk is not bulk, by the way. But of course, this should be something that we all do. We should, I mean, just two, let's say two generations ago or a generation ago, it was very normal to have a cold cellar that contained cans of stuff. I mean, that was just, that was normal. That wasn't hoarding. That wasn't bulk buying. That was just being smart. But now today, you're a bad person if you want to keep enough food for your family to last a few months. I mean, things have really, really gone haywire, but you can let me know in the comments below. Is it okay to have a few months of food at home? I think it is. If you agree with me, hit the thumbs up button. If you don't, put your comments below. Let's talk about it. Okay, and they're basically just saying here, I'm not going to get through the whole Wall Street Journal article, but essentially, I don't want to be in a position again where I can't get something. The stimulus money is gone, but we've gotten used to having more on hand and I'm cooking more at home, so I expect this to continue. I'm seeing that trend as well. So of course, you know, there are restaurants everywhere. And I wonder 
if after all of this, we look back a couple of years from now, if there's going to be generally less restaurants around, and again, that is a very bearish case for office and retail because it's just less retail, more warehousing. There's you know different different things today, but certainly, I just think that a lot of these maybe the mom and pop type stores may go away, so that is not a good thing for for um, many many ways to look at that. But they talk about Costco, they talk about all these different things, but I think it's important for people to just be aware of it. That's all, and you know that prices are really high when you see something like this. Canadian oil companies exported a record amount of crude out of the U.S. Gulf Coast at the end of 2021, a trend that should continue in the coming months, as tight international oil markets are in the need of the nation's heavy, sour crude. So what I'm looking at here is, I mean, if you think of the way that this has been going on, trying to get oil out of Canada is like trying to get gold out of some of these mines in, for instance, Brazil, where they're grinding through tons and tons and tons of rock to get this essentially gold dust just to get what they need. It is a very difficult task, a task that is only profitable when prices are high. It's the same for shale. Because when you are doing this process of fracking and so on, it is very expensive. And that works when the prices are higher. It depends on, you know, each uh, situation is a little different. It's not necessarily, okay, when it hits $90 a barrel, then it's profitable. It depends on the business and, and so on. But just understand that things are not moving the way they should. And this is one very good example. This is talking about pharmaceuticals and so on, essentially saying how much reliance the United States has on China. And here you could see all different types of drugs. Uh, we can't make pen penicillin anymore. The last penicillin plant in the United States closed in 2004. 97, uh, there was one in here that suggested 97% of if I have it here, I could find it really quickly. But there was some shocking stat. Something about 97% of all of this particular type of drug is made in, in China. Anyway, um, just looking at this, big problems. Because now what we have is a very uh, different scenario than what we did a few years ago in terms of what people are able to deal with. People are right, right, right to that edge. And they're not going to be able to pay their bills come this next recession. The next recession is going to hit people a lot harder, despite the fact you've heard, you know, well, and people aren't as leveraged and businesses aren't doing this and that. It's very different today in many respects. Here you have the median sales price of an existing family home rising considerably, but also the 30-year mortgage rate. And when you start to see debt escalate, when you start to see the amount of money that people have to pay for that debt increasing, then we have a big change. Okay, this chart goes back to 2000. You could see the ebbs and flows. 
this is getting to a level it was at. I mean, come on, we're at 4% here, which same level from 2012. So I'm interested to see where it goes, of course. Stay tuned to the channel. I'll give you that, uh, all, all the updates. Look, housing market update, home buyers' monthly payments are up 25% to a record high. And that's national level in, in the United States. But when you break it down, it is quite extreme. Many have pointed to the investors, saying they are the ones that are pushing up the price. Well, look at this. Let's, let's look at the stats. Investor market share hits a record, surpassing 2020 levels. Share of purchased U.S. homes bought by investors, 18.2%. I want to see new numbers, but this is as of the third quarter of 2021. That's quite high when you think about it, 18% investors. But by the way, it's not necessarily, you know, the Black Stones and the Black Rocks. It could be just, you know, an individual who owns two condos, let's say. That's an investor, technically. And here you see this broken down by metro area. Atlanta, Georgia, on the top of the list, 32%. Phoenix, Arizona, another market that is really, really hot. And you look at, you know, down the list, Charlotte, Jacksonville, Miami, Las Vegas, and so on. Year-over-year year change in homes bought by investors. This is absurd. 160%, 142%, 145%, 171, and so on. Unbelievable, unbelievable to see the billions of dollars of homes that are being bought right now in these areas. If you see anything around you, don't be afraid to let me know. And others, of course. This is just one example. The cost of buying a home rose by double-digit percentages across most of the U.S. in the last quarter of 2021. And a Florida city tops the list of the biggest jump in home prices. You see Punta Gorda is just north of Fort Myers, southwest coast of Florida, increase of 28.7%. Anyway, it goes on. This, I think, is important. Home buyers swarm to high-risk. High reward fixer uppers in the red hot market. When we get to this level, it should be flashing alarm bells. Watch out. That whole fix and flip thing works, 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 works until the last second. They talk about, you know, some that are doing very well at this, and they talk about the downfalls, people getting into homes. They thought it was just going to be cosmetic. They find the foundation problems. Ouch. All right. Let's look really quickly at a couple of things. Aluminum. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We've heard about peak oil. We've heard about peak everything. This is important. Could aluminum stockpiles disappear by 2024? Uh, Trafigura thinks so. Booming demand to drive inventories towards zero, trader says aluminum prices are closing in on a record amid supply curbs. Here we have it. You're looking at this trading giant having a stark warning for aluminum buyers. Deep shortages of one of the most widely used metals mean the world will run out of stockpiles by early 2024. That's super bullish, obviously. Okay, in a sense. Now you can look at it for one like the products that make that utilize aluminum are now going to be more expensive and already have been. But at the same time, as an investor, that is, as you see here, 
That is a very bullish story. So it depends on how you want to look at it, of course. I, on this channel, I try to show you both sides of that. Cusp of a record. Aluminum prices surge near all-time record high. Of course, just like we had seen with the bull market in commodities back in 2007, leading into 2008, we are seeing the same patterns today. It is quite extreme today, no doubt. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is a record high. One of those, I mean, just taking a look, this is oil, by the way. What has happened here? I mean, it is quite extreme. This chart goes back just uh, June last year. I just wanted to show you the ebbs and flows. But right now, it is quite extreme, to say the least. Obviously, there's tensions going on right here with Russia. And there that has um, been somewhat of that uh, pressure. But let's see what happens. Okay, look, going back to aluminum. Out of aluminum, global inventories will be exhausted by early 2024. I don't know. I really don't know. But when you have a situation like this, imagine the price of the aluminum commodity itself, but also imagine what that does to the, that, those things that are made up of aluminum or contain aluminum. So watch out. All right. And last but not least, one thing about cryptocurrencies, just a word of warning. Crypto lender BlockFi to pay $100 million in a settlement with the SEC. Okay, so it's talking about this, and, and this is just one example. What is BlockFi? Basically, you put your cryptocurrency with BlockFi, and they give you a return. It's And then what the government is basically saying is, hey, this is a security that you're selling. You're unregistered. You didn't go through the whole process. And so they made them pay $100 million. Of course, if this was JP Morgan, they would get paid. The fine would be like you know, $2 million. But anyway, it just shows you that the government is trying to take every step that they can to regulate this. I would say this. It is, in some sense, bearish because it's going to be, uh, in, the, in the immediate term, in the short term, looking bearish. Oh, there's regulate. Oh, Russia's banning it. China's banning it. Who else is banning it today? And then the next day, <laughs> they're they're like not banning it at all. Anyway, weird. But it's actually bullish for price. I would say this, bullish for price longer term, because the more regulations and the easier uses and all, all these different things that you know that that basically makes investors feel more confident that big money can compile more money in. At the same time, there's a loss of, uh, let's say the, you know, the intention of a lot of these cryptos. I would say, uh, you know, if there's privacy and so on, you lose a little bit of that every time. But that's besides the point. Anyway, that's all for today. I hope you appreciate this information. Hit that thumbs up if you do. If you want any. Uh, information to be shared with me, let me know in the comments below. Okay, I always read the comments and I do want to thank you, each and every one of you all around the world for supporting me with the kind words in the comment section with a thumbs up and everything else. Uh, supporting me, of course, on Patreon, on PayPal. Thank you so much. Thank you again. If you haven't seen this video yet, you definitely want to check it out. Click it and I'll see you there.